Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome. My name is Todd Cochran, and you're listening to a special edition of the new media show. I'm, uh, we're doing this on a Thursday. And of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. Good morning, Rob. How are, or actually, good afternoon, Rob. How are you doing? Yeah, well, it's still it's still morning here for for me, um, but it's 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 great to be here. Um, you're on the East Coast now, I know, so it, it is the afternoon there for you. So it's yeah. great to be back doing the new media show, Todd. And we've got a guest with us today. I've got uh, Mike Dell here in the Blueberry, the Convo by Convo by Design Blueberry Studio here in our office in Columbus, Ohio. So <laughs> I want to welcome Mike Dell as well. Yeah, it's good to good to be here. I, I, then I won't have to uh, put my comments on Facebook like I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Todd or or Mike, uh, well, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. So, Rob, boy, the inter the interwebs have been exploding with people very very upset at the Luminary launch. Yeah, it's a little bit of a bull in a china shop type of scenario. It's what it seems like to me. So it's <laughs> it's just um, you know. This is this happens, Todd. I mean, let's be frank about it. This happens oftentimes when um, new people enter the space, and uh, I'm not sure that they, they they took into account the the sensitivities of the medium uh, before they um, uh, launched here. And I'm it's a little puzzling to me because uh, that is not uh, something that's hard to. Uh, to learn, <laughs> right? You know, and, and it's kind of funny because we, you know, we talked to the luminary folks at NAB, and I thought, okay, well, maybe they've kind of figured it out, and and then they launch, and I'm looking at the website, and I'm like, there's no links back to uh, podcasters' homepages. There's no way to subscribe. There's uh, truncated show notes. There are, of course, some people are complaining about no HTML links, but we all strip HTML links because all it takes is one show of the tens of thousands of shows right. to have one bad link and it gets the entire seat the entire site delisted or blacklisted so um, yeah, i'm not giving them any fault for that but uh boy oh boy the news that came out today about them rehosting media and using a proxy server to to basically call the media uh they just broke ib certified stats Right. Well, and it's even beyond that too. It's it's you know some of these things have been uh, issues that have been uh, done by other companies in the past, and they've been uh, resoundedly um, smashed for them. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I and, and I made all, a comment. Go ahead. Yeah, all they had to do was ask somebody that's been around the medium for a while, and they. But maybe this is how they wanted to proceed because this is good for business. I don't know. You know, I had made a comment. I said, if you guys want me, I said at NAB, if you want me to look at your site, I'd be happy to go through and provide you some feedback. But, oh, no, you can't have anybody see the site before it launches. And then right. um, and then all this stuff is coming out today. I am sure their PR people are like, oh, my God, what is going on? So some pretty big names have pulled their shows. Now, I, I'll be honest. I we're, we're not on Luminary, Rob. We are We are officially off Luminary until they figure out what the heck they're doing and 
um, you know, they, they they didn't start well with their dot, with their dig on advertising, uh, you know, a month or so ago. But right. it just seems to be one misstep after the other. I was willing to give them a break on that, and uh, but boy, oh boy, just all this other stuff. And uh, now, you know, the big boys are pulling their shows, and people are making a big deal of it. Well, what it was really going to do is going to allow some of the small shows to be found and found for the first time. So I guess from that standpoint, some shows will do good. It's, so. like, it's not like we've never seen this before. Uh, you know, like, uh, what is it, CastBox, uh, when they had their little uh, mess up last year. But this is a, obviously a different thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I when I discovered that, uh, you know, my media links aren't the same, then, you know, game over. I, I'm pulling out, too. So, yeah. And, you know, if, if they're going to mess up stats, then no wonder all these folks that have uh, CPM, uh, CPM deals, well, they can't measure. So why would you want your show over there if you can't get paid for your, the listens over there? Right. And there's no clarity on, you know, if they're they're doing a proxy cache, um, how often those episodes are updated. Um, oh. Is it breaking dynamic ad insertion stuff, too? So. Um, that's, that's the other part of it that is a little un, unclear to me right at this moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, these, these things have been done by other companies in the past. You know, Stitcher was one of the early ones to, mm-hmm. to do rehosting. Now I think Stitcher had a pretty good excuse for doing what they were doing at the time in the early part of this medium, but, um, that, that's certainly those days have passed. And, um, and the difference the difference is, though, that at Stitcher, you had to opt in. With Luminary, you have to opt out. Yeah, right, right. It's the whole scraping of, uh, of, of feeds, which, which is normally okay if you're following all the rules. But the problem is it's the combination of the scraping and the breaking of the, the common norms in this medium that has got everybody all upset. Yeah, so I'm just uh, – yeah, I'm – I just, I think though, for the most part, most podcasters are probably like a hundred percent indifferent. They don't know. Right. It's you know, it's going to be a hundred or two hundred shows that are going to be outraged and pulled from them. And I'm sure Luminary's like, ha 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 ha. Well, you know, go ahead, pull your show out. And they've been kind of snarky. Well, you know, Mike, what you saw that message that they put up for Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan said, hey, it wasn't about a contract. This was not a, a contract issue, and then Luminary put some snarky message up in place of his show, and yeah. it was nasty. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, it was you know not even trying to be nice. I mean, being nasty, and I'm like, wow, I'm not going to be making friends that way. No. Yeah, and even even the anchor co-founder is is not not allowing um, anchor shows to be on Luminary, it sounds like. so. Well, he, he came out and said, if you want to submit your show, you can. But here's the okay, – this is right. kind of a dirt – all right, I'm just going to say it. This is kind of a dirty deal too. Okay, he's going to say we're not going to participate. Well, what it is is they're looking for points, Rob. They're, right. looking, they're looking to get paid. Do you think they're going to pass that money to their podcasters? Why, why would I, – I, as, a, as a podcast host – I would never, never say, never, not in a million. I'd get fired if I said oh, blueberry shows can't be on Luminary. I'd be fired. Well, right. maybe the uh, maybe the anchor shows are going to be under the paid tier. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> so you know, but why would why would a CEO say our anchor shows are not going to be over there? The anchor show may not be. That's what I said. Blueberry corporate is not on Luminary. I right. didn't say about blueberry shows. 
um, that's a big difference. So is the the new media show on on Anchor? I doubt it. Uh, I mean on Luminary. Yeah, uh, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Okay. <laughs> At least for the an intern until they get their act together. You know, I'm just. Right. You know, maybe 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 we should have had an administrative meeting on that or executive meeting, but uh, I don't know. I just it it just rubbed me the wrong way this morning, and then seeing this redirect stuff, I'm like, come on, then they need to be. And I told them why. I said this is why. Until you fix this, then you know I can't count. I can't count who's listening to the show. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fundamental stuff, you know. And not only that, I'm going to have to have our tech team now next week. We're going to have to spend some time. We're going to get. I told them don't touch anything to Monday because maybe over the weekend they'll figure out what they're doing and fix it. But you know, I'm going to have to have Angela go in and look in our deck, look at our stats, and we may have to pull Luminary as a. We may not be able to report their data. Right. We may have to exclude it. So, yeah. who loses then? Right. The podcasters lose. Right. That's that's the bottom line to all this is that the podcasters are, are, are the ones that are kind of getting forgotten about here. Yeah. Um and that's that's why everybody's upset at them. They they didn't take into account the the content creators and what they're doing. They just decided that they were gonna do it the way they were gonna do it, irregardless. And sure right. they got some some podcasts to accept their their approach, but uh, you know, I'm you know, it's hard to say if they will hold on to them. <laughs> yeah, you just don't know, so, right? We don't. So know what we, so what the free shows? Here's here I, I, I and actually I didn't come up with this. James Cridlin came up with this. We're bait over there. Our shows are bait, the bait to get people to come in and spend seven ninety nine. And here's uh, per month. But here's my take on this. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, use your own shows as bait. Don't use my show as bait. And okay, so let's say one of my listeners go over, or one of our listeners goes over to their platform. And they're getting pushed, push, 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 seven ninety nine, push, push, push. Go sign up for this. And yeah, you're listening to Robin Todd, but we we want you to pay seven ninety nine. Well, uh, what if that podcaster, podcast listener, is paying Todd and Rob ten dollars a month as a contribution? And all of a sudden now they're saying, well, Todd and Rob shows over on Luminary. I can uh, uh, I can support uh, the shows uh, over there. What do we end up with? Nothing. The listener has no clue. We don't get paid. I have no clue. So we're bait over there. And uh, we're like the little minnow. And the people that are uh, the ones that are the the fish are the listeners. And they're fishing for listeners. And they're fishing for their cash. And we get zero. Right. Well, Todd, let's let's back up and look at this from a little bit of a different perspective. Because oh, here we go. I think that the um, there there is a history of podcast listening apps charging um, charging money to get access to their their apps. I mean, and it's not necessarily True. a a subscription, right? Which I which is what this is. But it's it's basically you know like a one time fee, like what's been charged. You know, like. Some of the podcatcher apps have charged a one-time fee in the Apple Podcasts um, catalog. I mean, n- not the Apple Podcast catalog, but the the iOS App Store. So people have been paying f- for, to get access to listening apps on the podcasting space for years. And it's sure it's not widespread, but there's always been been a couple of apps out there that have charged you know two ninety nine or five ninety nine to get you know. But it's a one-time fee, right? 
Um, well, even even if it's two ninety nine a month for the app, right? It's you're choosing to get the app, and you get everyone that's on the app for free, right? The, all the apps are being, all the shows are being used as bait, right. you know, to pay for that a- app. But it's it's a little different. This is this is yeah. eight bucks a month, and we're the bait for the premium. So, right. And what I really here's here's what the real story is on the Luminary um, proxy. They want to know what shows are being listened to. They want to know who's getting the most listens. And when they collect that information themselves and withhold it from us, then they're going to go. And approach those shows and say, hey, 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 we got $500,000 for you. Uh, we'd like you to uh, be behind the, the paywall here. Mm-hmm. So they're going to use that proxy data to be able to determine who the hottest shows are on their app. And then they're going to approach them to bring them behind the paywall. It's a, this is not rocket science. Right. Well, that and also, you know, if they get users to register for a subscription, they're probably going to ask them demographic questions, too. So they're going to have a de- demographic profile of the users on Luminary as well that they can uh, potentially use um, for marketing purposes. And, and who knows, maybe, you know, I don't know what their long-term business model is. If, if advertising is still going to be part of their platform or is, is there an expectation that you pay the seven ninety nine and it's commercial free? Um, yeah. And I guess that's, that's, that's not clear to me right now. If that's their model, Todd, do you, do you happen to know that if if all I, the content in there is ad free if the if it's behind the firewall? Uh, I think well they've only had a couple of days out of the block so who knows Mike uh, have, you, have you heard anything? Yeah, I haven't heard anything at all whether uh, whether it's ad free. I, I know the you know Stitcher has that premium thing and right. and those are ad free so I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting to watch and you know we we knew this was going to be. Uh, well, I, I think thought we all knew this was going to be a little bit of a circus. I don't think that we all thought it was going to be as big of a circus as it is. But mm-hmm. you know, with a hundred million dollars, they could have afforded a few. Heck, Robbie, you know, you and I would have probably for uh, for fifty bucks, we'd have probably given some advice. I said the Todd and Rob <laughs> Consulting Company. You guys, uh, I don't you guys know, Todd, need to I do that. Be more like five hundred, I think. Well, with with a hundred million dollars, we have to come in there with a premium, don't you know? It's a for a million dollars for five days worth of uh, consulting. But you know, they wouldn't. Oh, be honest with you, it had been a million dollars well spent because right. they wouldn't. They wouldn't have. It's true. They wouldn't have been facing the wrath <laughs> the wrath of podcasters right now had they not paid Todd and Rob a million dollars worth of consulting. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I I probably should have had them on the new media show, and we, we could have asked them all these questions. But would they have would they have been smart enough to understand the question being asked? I'm being uh, really I'm really being harsh here, but I know, I know. Well, they are the net, Netflix of podcasting, you know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. They well, don't want to be the podcasting of Netflix. No, that isn't right. <laughs> So, so, uh, so say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm assuming that these guys are are on the path or have their own um, produced podcast content. Did they launch with their own? No, they bought everything. They bought everything. And actually, I'm going to go look at. Yeah, they they bought their way. Well, they bought the shows they went on. I don't. I haven't heard of no original content. Mm-hmm. So let's see here. Now this this is this is telling. Well, let me. Is that the only website account? Oh my god, this is horrible. On Twitter, they have three hundred fifty eight followers, <laughs> and how many tweets have they made? The last. This can't be right. There has to be another web. Has to be, what is their luminary? L U M. That must be a fake account. Luminary. Here, Luminary, there's a certified account. Okay, that's a little better. 4,116 4, followers. They're following 114 people. Have they made any tweets to address any of the stuff that is um, – no. They've, they've, re- they've said nothing to any of the critics that are out there. There's been no reply. For the hundred million dollars, wouldn't you have had a PR team on retainer to take care of this? Well, who knows? Maybe they they they're, they're being instructed not to not not to contribute to the dialogue. Who knows? I bet they have a PR team right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm on so. their their website right now, and it looks like um, listen for zero a month access. Yeah, to, okay, yeah, that's the bait. We're, that's the bait, right? It started, and then access to forty plus Luminary originals coming this year. Yeah, oh, there, there we go. I, so, I like the uh, not Nick Quaz uh, picture there. Oh yeah, did you? Well, Nick, Nick Quaz been on fire, Rob. It's been very, very funny. Um, Mike, why don't you describe what yeah. Nick Qua put up? This is uh, pr- pretty sure we know what this is all about. And then there's a picture of a, a dumpster on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my goodness! Well, you know, and, you know, and, and we're being harsh on Luminary, but you know, our turn will come in the frying pan. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not like we haven't done anything stupid, right? right? You know, so <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 then we can I can laugh at myself or be mad as hell for a month. You know. <laughs> well, Todd, and I think I mean one of the, one of the other things here too is is there anything that um, that they're doing that you think uh, once they get these kind of these little little uh, faux pas 
out of the way and I'm, I'm sure that they'll learn from them and, um, make some adjustments just like we saw Spotify do over the last, it took them a, a couple of years to get there, but they, they wound up making the necessary changes to, to have things work. And when they got it right, they actually worked. Well, I guess my question here is, are these guys on to something or is this just a, the same kind of model that Stitcher is operating under and, and it's just got a, got a different spin to it. Um, is there something that's groundbreaking about what Luminary is doing? And, you know, we're all spending a lot of mental cycles thinking about them and what they're doing. But, but the bigger question is, is what they're doing anything that's revolutionary or are we going to see a different direction for the medium because of this? Well, I'll just tell you what response was to a newsletter we put out. We put out a newsletter and we asked the question, do you think the paid model is a viable model? And we just kind of questioned, you know, we didn't say luminary or whoever. We just made right. a comment about it. And I was really amazed. We got about a 50-50 response. Some saying this is horrible. Some people were saying, oh, this is fantastic. So from a creator standpoint, at least the feedback I got is that the podcasters are 50-50 on this. Right. At least in my unscientific, uh, non-rated, non-measured, non-conclusive uh, scientific poll. You know, it's a Todd poll. It's what came in from uh, an email, you know. So, but personally... Um, you got a dollar, Rob? Sure. All right. So I, I got I got my dollar bill. I'm rubbing it here on the table. We'll make a little gentleman's bet. My, let's see if you'll take this bet. My prediction is that their seven ninety nine model is going to fail. Yeah. Do you think they'll succeed? I think that they're probably going to find that um, that. Most of the listening is going to remain on the free advertising supported side, and that they are creating kind of like a uh, like a stratification of podcasting here, where shows that feel like they're they're behind the the paywall um, feel special, right? So I think yeah. we have these this kind of mental thing going on here that's that's more about you know those that are getting paid but, on, on a subscription feel like that they're they're better than the free content. So I think sure. we're going to see kind of, kind of a stratification of, of shows that are maybe aspirational um, towards the premium side because somehow they feel that that's a better place to be from a reputation perspective um, or a credibility perspective. And I think that's the, that's the unfortunate fallout from this is that instead of podcasting be seen, being seen as a, as a kind of like a level playing field that we're, we're creating these levels, I guess, that are, um, that are, I think in a lot of ways, maybe kind of harmful to the overall medium. Um, though I, I don't think logically that there's any problem with premium <clears throat> podcasts. I, I think, no, I, yeah. But, you know, and, and the way I look at it too is, I hope the shows that sign up for premium, I hope they get rich. I hope right. they I hope they clean their bank account out. I really, really do. I hope right. that they get paid big money and, and they're very successful. And there's a place for premium. Yeah. But can you make a Netflix model on forty shows or a hundred or four hundred and and recover a hundred million dollars worth of investment, make it a viable you know, if someone would come to me, you know, here's the funny part. Um about what's it was it, Mike? 
five, six, seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. We were building a, a site that had a premium model. Yes, it was probably about seven years ago. Yeah, yeah and yeah. we and we got the code. We shelved it. You know, we actually even had an app almost bought where we were going to put a um, a premium piece up where people could um, put up some teaser content and then everything else would be premium. And what we learned with ninety days of running that website was that there just wasn't enough shows to scale that to make that a viable business model. You know, I, you know, if, if, it, if I had 500 shows that would have signed up for that and um, put their content out as a premium model, uh, we would probably be still running it today and have every show that was doing premium underneath it. But we just didn't see from a company perspective enough, enough revenue to right. justify it. And and I'm not did, sure. And, and, I mean, if you look and we at did it bigger, with no investment. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the bigger picture of this, I, I, I just don't know that there's what the. I guess it's around listener experiences, right? So, if if premium can be allocated to exclusively an ad-free type of environment, I, I, I guess that would be probably the the split. I, I know some of podcast content that's being, especially the storytelling stuff doesn't really lend itself to advertising quite as easily as um, shows like the, the the type of show that we do here, Todd, where you could create natural breaks in our, our, our discussion flow. If you're telling a story, you want to keep going, right? You don't want to right. have a commercial break when you're telling a, a, a dramatic or fictional story, right? It's, it's more like an audiobook experience. And I think that's, that's where these worlds kind of cross over as you, as you think about audible, and you think about podcasting, I think the model of the premium podcast stuff fits a little bit more in alignment with what we've seen um, success around Audible. Um, and I think, you know, you don't see advertising in Audible um, audio content typically. Um, so I think these hybrid models, I think, have a have a place. I, I do kind of wrestle around, you know, in my head with the concept of, what if all these podcasts were the the first episodes were free? Like episode one was always free, but the rest of the content is paid. Is there kind of like a like a freemium model here that uh, would actually work better than what we're seeing here, uh, where the ads would be in the free version and then the the um, the archives essentially would be ad free? So oh. I don't know if that's a better model or um, because it does kind of play into both markets right the premium and then the free i don't know what you thought on that todd i i i don't know i just don't think there's enough volume and i don't think listeners are willing to pay you know if it's a if you're a superstar celebrity maybe but uh well why are they going to pay for us you know that's that's the key here and i just have to add something i think i just figured out who not nick qua is uh, you did. <laughs> I think I did, and um, do you want to say? It, no, I don't want to say because I'm going to, I'm going to email him and ask him if he is the person. <laughs> I think I know who it is. So it's a guy. So it's definitely well. We've already there was a hint here a few days ago when. He said he'd been in radio something like 40 years or had gotten – I think I knew who this is. <sighs> oh, 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 I think I know who this is. Okay. So um, 
I, if if I have figured it out, I will I will be hard to keep this a secret. But I <laughs> I just saw I just saw a writing style, and I had this like oh, I know who this is. <laughs> uh, definitely an East Coast person. I'll just say that. And Rob, when you when you if it's true, I think it is. You're gonna laugh your butt off. So anyway, um. Going back to the – so if those of you that don't follow at – I am not personally. Todd is not at Nick – is is not at not underscore Nick Qua. I've been accused of being that person a number of times, but I'm not as snarky as he is. So, And, and I can attest. I've been with – I've been around Todd enough lately that uh, – no, he's not him. So uh, I think I'm, I'm about 90 percent sure I know who this is now. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. That's, if it's – that's going to be hard to keep under your hat, Todd. It's going to be really hard. No. But I'm I'm thinking it may be who I think it is. So anyway, uh, we, we will continue. Um, oh, my God. I can't believe it. I'm going to send him an email and say, are you him? <laughs> he may deny it. <laughs> He's going to deny it, you know. That's the first reaction. Uh, oh, my gosh. So, if it's true, new persona. Oh, my God. So back to the uh, the, the paid content thing. The, the thought that keeps going through my head is, it's, isn't it going to be like bringing back the old broadcast model or the old uh, publishing model where you, there's all these uh, gatekeepers? They're trying to bring the gatekeepers back. Uh, it's kind of uh, the vibe I'm getting out of it. Yeah, it's the stratification of content, right? It's the it's the haves and the maybe the less haves, right? Is what we are thinking, you know, cuz I think the perception out there is that premium podcasts is that must be better content or it must be better in some way than the free stuff, right? So right. It, that's the unfortunate fallout from the stratification around premium is that it 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 kind of splits the 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 open nature and the level playing field of the podcast medium that we've all enjoyed for 15 years now. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll see, but, uh, you know, I just knew this was too juicy of a topic to, to not talk about today <laughs> and, uh, having fun in our, our new media show way. But I think we can switch gears just a little bit because we don't have all day today to do this. Right. Um, so you heard, I, I'm sorry, uh, Rob. You you have some competition now. We do. You do. Yeah, your, your company does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you hear what Castbox introduced? I have not seen this yet. Oh. Oh well, they they are they are now doing live. Oh no, kidding! I didn't hear that. <laughs> of course, I've been <laughs> I I've been off work the last couple of days, so I I must have missed that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that uh, that's was news that came out, and I thought that uh, uh, that was an interesting move by those folks. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've had some Peabody Awards were announced. Some podcasters won Peabody Awards. You have to like submit to be in, uh, to get a Peabody, All right? I I'm think not so. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, hey, Rob, read your Slack. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I also saw some 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 interesting stuff uh, in the the email out from Podcast Movement today too. 
Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I didn't see well, anything. That, that it sounds like uh, there's going to be a lot more... Uh... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. Off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, larger booths um, at the exhibition at Podcast Movement this year. It's true. It's, and I should have, I probably leaked it. And that's why someone else did this. But uh, we went with a 10 by 20. And then I noticed during our booth selection that Libsyn already had a 10 by, had a 10 yeah. by 22. And I was like, oh, man, someone must have heard from me. So uh, keep up with the Joneses, I guess. Well, and, and I noticed that Podbean's going to have a 10 by 22. Oh, 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 so how does everybody get the same idea at the same time? So is Simplecast. Right. But I tell you what, we have planned a secret weapon (laughs) for uh, one half of our 10 foot space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a brilliant idea. And, uh, people are going to enjoy coming to, uh, both booths. And um, I will not reveal more at this time because there's, there's lots of ears out there. So I'm going to let everyone else come up with ideas on how to use the other half of their booths. So uh, that's all I'm going to say. T-shirt storage. Uh, that Exactly. The t-shirt storage. <laughs> yeah. It's a t-shirt shop, right? Yeah. We're a bus- so, business card printer. So I guess Dan can uh, maybe thank us. We're may, may, I'm sure Dan probably said, you know, uh, Blueberry's got a 10 by 20 this year. I'm sure Dan did that in his in his marketing. So because well, we requested one immediately. There aren't any more 10 by 20 spaces. They're all taken. <laughs> Sorry. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's no. a big show. So we're expanding yeah. our. And we're going to have fun with our space. It's going to be uh, – uh, it'll be fun. I'll just say that. Plus the it, – it looks like that the exhibition is going to be where everybody has to pass through to get all to, – to the session rooms, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, did you see where we made our pick? Yeah. So uh, are you close to me? Did you pick the same area or what did you think for strategy-wise? Do you think we picked a good spot? Yeah. Um, it's It's – it's one of those things, Todd. Again, that it's hard to know if you got a hard good spot, right? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing about that 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 map uh, is that you know there's breakout rooms all around. You know, so session did, rooms all around the whole thing. So I'm not sure it, where all the majority of the traffic is. It may be the same traffic going everywhere. I told uh, Dan, I said, uh, are those alternate doors going to be treated with the same? So the primary entrance and the secondary entrance are going to have the same same amount of doors open. So it's not like the secondary doors are going to be closed. So the entrance area and the secondary doors are the same. So um, they'll be open, but the footpath will obviously more people will go in the primary just because of the way it is. So we figured, okay, that primary flow spot that Libsyn got is definitely – that would have been prime number one for me too. But I said, let's go somewhere where we know people are going to be going in and out of booths. And we, we basically picked a sp- two spots against the wall of one of the uh, breakout rooms. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, I saw where, where you guys are. You guys are quite quite a ways away from all of the other um, podcast hosting. Booths. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fantastic. We can't it, throw uh, kind of, squeeze balls kind of, at each other. Yeah, no, we can. We just have to have to launch them a little harder. I'll bring my tennis racket. <laughs> this is very inside the ballpark kind of kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, isn't it? It is, so. but. Yeah, and I guess, you know, and we've talked about on the show before about trade show booth positioning is like, you know, it's this cat-mouse game to try to get the right spot to get the most traffic <laughs> by the booth. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I remember a couple of years ago we had that, man, just we the, the new, new media show. We had the absolute best. God, it couldn't have been any better of a location. I was so jazzed until we walked into the hall and they had a security wall that was running right behind our booth and it completely blocked all the traffic. We went from the best to the absolute worst in literally five seconds. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So anyway, that was – so I thought I'd just give you, you know, it's been fun being here in the Blueberry office this week. My entire team has uh, trickled in here minus three people. Yeah. So uh, That's great. About ready to have a Blueberry Town Hall in about 45 minutes, and then uh, we're taking the gang out to dinner. And then tomorrow is a uh, you know, full two days of meetings and planning and, and a lot of fun. So strategizing how to, on how to take you out. <laughs> That's awesome! How to take over the world? Yeah, yeah I've just seen the, your photographs on, on on Facebook of the office. It looks great. Yeah, do you like the new uh, the, the the pictures of the uh, the HQ there? <laughs> yeah, uh, which, that and the your I took, I took your all the pictures out. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're not done. It's this is phase one. We're we got to get the this will be video and, and they're gonna have video in here middle of June and we'll have light, uh, professional lights in and furniture will be finally yeah. finalized and. Echo treatment. Yeah, echo treatment is next. It's you know, that echo treatment stuff is expensive. I eight hundred dollars worth of uh, soundproofing for this room. Yeah. Can be. So are you, you using condensers in there? Is that why you're doing? No, that? no, we're on SM7Bs. Yeah, we uh, we took after you, Rob. Uh, on SM7, <laughs> we got uh, eight or six of them. In six here. of them in the oh, studio. Yeah. Twice as many as I have. Wow, you guys went for it. Yeah, so, and we're going to open up the room for podcasters that are Blueberry customers here in Columbus. So we're going to start letting people come in and use the room. Got some legal documents to get ready for that. But other than that, uh, soon we're going to have people trickling in and out. Um, You know, it's what we build it for. So, because we're only going to use the room two or three times a week. Hey, Todd, I saw it. 
I don't know if you got a chance to talk to the Samsung people. Um, that's the, the the microphone manufacturing company called Samsung. Um, they they have a new microphone coming out that's that looks exactly like the SM7B. Uh huh. And it mm-hmm. and it uh, has a is XLR and USB connections on it. Wow. Uh, it's a it's a dynamic microphone that has really serious rear rejection. It's going to be mm. half the price of the SM7B. Well, if, if it's as good as it says it is, it they'll sell like hotcakes then. Yeah, yeah. You know, the element that they use in the, what is that, the Q2U, I yep. think, is the same element that they use in that Audio-Technica one that everybody's, uh, you know, happy about. And I, I think they're going to do the same thing with their large diaphragm-looking microphone. Because, you know, these SM7Bs really are just a little bit reformed uh, SM58s. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're great elements, but they put them in a different package, and they're they're pretty awesome. Yeah. One thing is for sure that I'm, you know, I, I'm so used to working on a condenser mic that these uh, these shears just take a lot of man. They take a lot of power to power. Yeah, you know, they, they are not their beast on amplifiers. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, have my, to, yeah I went out and spent 150 bucks on a cloud lifter for mine. Yeah, we're, we're on a tube amp. Yeah, we ran a tube amp in between. So uh, I went out and bought an eight channel tube amp and. Oh. But still, even Those are kind of spendy, aren't they? The, yeah, this one was on the cheap end of spendy because uh, I, you know, I had a budget and I was like, I, I knew what I wanted, but uh, Barry would have uh, like called <laughs> me and said, "Who just put four thousand dollars on the credit card?" And I, <laughs> and I, and that probably wouldn't have been such a good conversation. So no, we got a tube amp that uh, I could afford. It's not perfect. It, you know, I start getting. Uh, it does what it needs to do, but I'm a little. Yeah, it, the, the audio is good, but a little more grass. If I if I go much higher on the tube amp, I start to get the and I that's what you try to stay away from. So right. between it and the Mackie mixer, it's I'm very pleased though with the sound. So Todd, I saw that uh, you guys did a did a partnership with the uh, Audio Burst folks here. Recently. Yeah, we, yeah, we announced that a couple of weeks ago. So. Yeah. I mean, all of our hosting customers can opt into that, and they get uh, free transcripts. Uh, you know, accuracy varies, but uh, they've got these cool social media features as well and some monetization features as well. So it's it's kind of a win, and it uh, doesn't cost our customers a dime and yeah. just added value, and they get uh, some transcripts back, and, and they want to edit them, they can. We're talking to some other folks too, but, you know, the transcription business, there are so many players doing transcripts, and accuracy is all over the place. Right, uh, and it also depends on the person. You know, some people get better transcripts than others. Yeah, it uh, you know it can range from eighty to ninety five percent, and even at ninety five percent, you still have plenty of editing to do. But I had one person complaining about, "Oh, the accuracy is not as good as it should be," and I'm like, "It's free." Right. <laughs> It's Don't free. complain for something that's free. And, and, yes, and we, del- and we deliver it to you via email, or they do. Right? Say, Come on, you know. Yeah they they uh, they've been a guest on the on the the new media show. Actually, I think it was about a year ago or so. Yeah. So Karen and her team are doing good. They just got a ten million dollar round too. Right. So yeah, and and I guess it came from uh, the Hyundai Motor Company of all places and. In a company called Dentsu, I'm, yeah, I'm Dentsu, not sure. Yeah. 
So, you know, here's the key with Audioburst. They're in a lot of cars and they're doing like they take segments of audio and they put it out as an Audioburst as a two minute or three minute piece of content that came out of maybe a 30 minute program. And they 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 monetize that and then it goes into to little news bursts that go out. So uh, a lot of people don't know that for people with short attention spans. Well, I don't know if it's that, but it's they they supposedly have some AI technology that uh, does that. So um, I don't know how. But I'm you know our podcasters are pretty thrilled overall with uh, just being able to get a free transcript. And and it's reasonable, you know, as as long as your audio is decent and uh, you know you don't have a lot of music or anything in the background or whatever. Uh, you know, it can be decent. It's still going to be what, 85, 90%. So. Yeah, I hate to quantify the number because when sort I do, of. I get yelled at. But yeah. it's, you know, it's it's never going to be 100%. But uh, I would generally say it's probably well above 80. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to get better as com- computing power gets stronger. Sure. Yeah. I was looking through the news a little bit here, and ACAST is in the news today. It looks like they put some of their $33 million round into use today. Yeah, into PIPA. Yeah, they bought PIPA. And, and uh, the ironic thing, I was reading through their press release, and they said that PIPA matches their corporate culture. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I'd have said that. Um, what the heck based does on that the, mean? Well, there's no. only four of them. And based on some of the some of the things some of the Pippa team has done in spamming people and you know I'm like I don't know if that's the kind of corporate culture I want but uh, so anyway they they four the fourteen members from Pippa are going to go work for Acast and uh, uh, the Acast says that they're doubling overnight with the acquisition of Pippa so I I don't have to go back and look in the database and see how many shows Pippa had and see if how how close to ground truth that is well it is the the culture is more of a a european focus i think between those two companies and acast always seemed bigger than pippa to me just you know the people that i've dealt with right so it is an interesting acquisition so i guess they're both going to remain their two properties are going to remain the same but um Combining two hosting companies is, you know, that's that's weird. It's gonna be. It's, it's a hard. challenge. I mean, um, Voxnest went through that when they combined Block Talk Radio and Spreaker together. It it didn't really ever really combine technologically too much, but yeah, it can be a challenge to integrate teams together that have to some degree some duplication of function and. Um, I mean, that can be one of the advantages of merging two companies together like that is to generate some efficiencies across consolidation of teams and, and staffing. So, so and they're pretty small, so that isn't going to be too hard of a of a merge, I guess. Right. And uh, but I tell you this, the uh, um, I, I'm sure you don't get it. I'm sure you, you know you're. Uh, your president does, but boy, oh boy, the phone is still burning off the hook on you know capital investment firms that are just chomping at the bit to spend money, and uh, yeah. they keep getting surprised. Oh yeah, it's again like, another call that I had today was the guy's like, oh yeah, our minimum, uh, you know, you have to have minimum revenue of uh, twenty five million dollars and blah blah blah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the yeah, have, yeah knock yourself <laughs> out, uh, not me, <laughs> right? So it's uh. 
it is definitely an interesting time. And I think that the big money is realizing that there's not as much big money. You know, the, the what happened, you know, is <laughs> Spotify really, you know, blew the numbers out. And everyone said, oh, my God, if they spent a you know, $500 million on two companies or whatever they spent, uh, there must be some business here. And I think some of these investors are, frankly, being shocked. Yeah. Well, Todd, there's a little bit of good news brewing out there that there's going to be... uh... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill there's going to be some new um iab certified platforms oh are you soon. getting close are you close yeah. you close oh. i think that there's there's probably probably a few companies that are very close yeah okay so libsyn is one you're another anybody I mean, else yeah i mean i've said on the show that we're we're right up against the end of the 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 line ourselves so on did you hear any side oh you're gonna have to you're gonna have if you if if there's one company in particular i'm real curious about so if you hear i'll have to i'll i'll just let me just send you a little slack (laughs) message here so i say it i I can guess too yeah so I'm, i'm gonna put it in here and if you look at your slack is that one close or not let me uh yeah i didn't have my slack open so let me oh you should there's actually two messages there for you. You're going to laugh at the first one. <laughs> so is it a private Slack message? Is that what it was? Yes, it's a private Slack message. Okay. We're, we're, I'm sorry, audience. We're having to be careful here. <laughs> yeah. The first one is uh, you're going to you're seeing it. You're like, no way. <laughs> Todd, Todd, we're being so cruel to our listeners, aren't we? We are. So what I've done is I have I have uh, informed Rob who I think the at who at oh. not qua is. Okay, Todd. Yeah, and, and I got the I got the notice too. So, <laughs> so what do you know. think? You think I might be close to the mark there? Um, I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know for sure. And what oh. about the, the the second name? You think they're close? Uh. If they were smart, they would be, but oh. I haven't heard that for sure. Oh, okay. All right. That's I've only heard uh, for sure on... Yeah, I, I'm, I only on heard couple. you guys and Lipson are the two. Yeah, and then probably one other two. So maybe yeah. Cadence 19 or something. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, <laughs> maybe, who knows? Maybe Podcast One is going to be one. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, they lost oh, one of their big shows uh, recently. Uh, right. Um, yeah, uh, Penn Gillette moved his show off of Podcast One. Where did he go? Uh, one of his former interns started a company, <laughs> and that's who he's going with now. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I can't remember the name of the company, but anyway, yeah, he's off of, you know, Adam Carolla and Podcast One. So, yeah, so it's, it is, it is a fun time. So I'm sorry we we're having to be a little cryptic here. But I, I have an internal prediction of someone having challenges with, uh, with, with certification. Uh huh. So, yeah. <laughs> so that means that they could take a little longer, is what you're saying. 
We'll see. I don't even know if they're trying. Oh, they they are. Oh, yeah. I would say that they would have to be. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so everyone's like, who is Todd talking about? There is going, another right? one that that I that, I wonder about, too. Right? Oh, yeah, that's probably true, too. There's so. actually a couple of them. <laughs> probably okay. like more like five or six, actually, the more I think was, about it. Was there that many going through? How many are actually? I don't know, through? but I would be surprised if uh, – I would really be surprised if there – there weren't well, at audit, least five that, companies that were. That audit on team this can't list. possibly be doing that many at the same time. That's, that is a it's a huge lift. Yeah, you know, I, I, I we'll see. Um, but can I you imagine it, being some of these platforms and not being certified when the new list comes out and there's you know there's a total of four companies that are certified and uh, five companies uh, that are not. Rob, compliant. They're compliant. Yeah. Don't oh, worry. I guess that's probably... <laughs> They're compliant. Even they if it's optional. It don't matter. They're compliant. Right. That's right. I forgot. And, and, all all right. about that, Todd. Yeah. That's right. So, again, I've been out here getting brutalized and shot in the head because, <laughs> you know, telling people that uh, there's a difference and well, we're compliant, we're good, you know, and deer in the headlights. So That's right, Todd. I'm, I, I I'm, get the brunt of that one. I'm ready for some more M1 tanks to join the firing line here. <laughs> <laughs> Those that uh, give up, uh, was it a five-figure um, number of cash to to be just like everybody else? <laughs> oh, it's not. It's not. It's not the cash that that's. It's the time. The right, cash well, is the cheap part. Yeah. Well, the time does cost money too, right? It costs a lot of money, right? You know. So if, if I look at uh, the five-figure for. You know, that with the time added in, that definitely, you know, that flips over to like a six six figure figure number, right? Yeah. Yeah. Easy, easy six figure number. Easy. Right. I had two devs on that like continuously for a while. So, yeah. I see that the the Webby Awards had a best host went to Pod Save the People podcast. No, not at not at all political. So, no, no, not, not at all political. <laughs> they have a good show, I guess. I've never listened to it. Yeah. But everyone says it's good. And it looks like Cadence Thirteen launched uh, C Thirteen Originals, a new division focused on original storytelling. Well, they had to. They've lost half their shows, so well, they've they got have no the, choice. They have know, no choice. They, they want to get on Luminary. Yeah, right. Who's so Todd, who's gonna be the next uh, merger acquisition? I can't say because I think I know. Oh well I think we know definitely. One. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't say. It's that's the only one I even heard any rumors on. So um how about you? You have you heard any more any any tick tocking around? Mm. So I think you think there's anyone else in play? Oh, I think there's plenty of companies in play. It's just uh, how quickly will the deals get pulled together? All right. Yeah, I saw that Mark uh, from uh, Rebel Base Media um, wrote an article about podcasts, pod fading. Uh Uh-huh. So he was talking about that. So I didn't actually fully read the article yet, but it, that's never happened before, you know. He's talked about um, 
I saw I saw a summary about it that just talking about how you know, and I think we've talked about it a little bit too, is what should we do with podcasts that have pod faded? Well, and you know. it's and it's actually a discussion I had with my team here too, even for our directory, where you know, I'm you know taking what we've been talking about recently. I said, listen, you know, we've got some some dead meat here, and we need to figure out depreciate it so it's not in the top of the search. We do some of that already, but we need to get a little more aggressive. But was his was his article about dead uh, dead shows in podcast directories? Or was his yeah? Well, about- well, it's the whole concept. It, I know instead of, you know, this is one quote from his article. It said, instead of bundling all pod fade into one bucket, we should consider three types of uh, pod stop is what he's calling oh. calling this. Um, and I think that's probably true. There's the way I cl- clarified is those that no longer have an active RSS feed or an active media link, number one, yeah. shows that a pod faded that are like really truly dead and are not like historical they're they're you know maybe a news or something and those so then there's really the third category is those that are those long tail shows but that's 10 percent. you know it's hardly hardly any shows that fall into that true category but i think as long as you know, our position as long as the feed is alive and as long as the media is there you know we're not going to remove them from the system but they may be a little bit further down the search results yeah well, and I think this could be a, you know, Mark uh, probably, I don't know if he was listening to the to our show, but the, it seems to have, have, have aligned pretty closely yeah. when we were talking about this topic. Well, that's, time. yeah, well, good, Mark. I'm glad you're taking some of this and moving it over into the written piece, because I sure the heck doesn't have the time to do it. <laughs> right. So, uh, and, and, you know, I look at pod fading from a different perspective, too. I, you know, I have a little bit of an insight because of the directory, and I know which companies have, I know companies pod fade rate, you know, and I know where we stand when it comes to longevity and how long our, our podcasters typically live before their shows, um, before their shoes shows either pod fade or pod quit or pod stop. I'm pretty happy with my numbers, but there's some other folks out there that, uh, um, I'll just say this, they have a pretty high, What's the word I want to use? Not attrition. Rate. Uh, attrition rate, failure rate. Uh, and there's actually another technical term for it, but um, oh, I can't even think of it. But anyway, it's 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 a number you don't want to be higher than one or two percent. Right. <laughs> so it's um, anyway that there is a fair amount of it out there, but we have so many new shows coming in, they're just backfilling those that are dying. Right. I mean, he does make a comment in here that no one has the right to tell you that your content should be removed from any podcast directory. And I think that's that's certainly been the culture and the, the approach that I've taken to to managing um, podcast content on catalogs myself. Is that right. I, I haven't taken people down, I mean, unless the, the, the feed and the media just isn't available anymore. Yeah. Um, that would be the only real criteria at this point that I would, I would actually feel comfortable doing at this point until we, as an industry, kind of standardize our approach here. Yeah, actually, it's customer churn rate is the term I'm trying was trying to think right, about. Right, churn. Yeah, yeah, churn, and you know, churn doesn't necessarily mean someone pod faded, but generally, it's pretty pretty close aligned. Right. Well, churn also applies. To, you know that term also uh, maps pretty closely to to listener behavior too. When they 
when they unsubscribe and they they subscribe to something new, which I right. which I think happens a lot in this medium. Though I'm starting to wonder, you know, there's just a lot of discussion around the whole word subscribe, wh- whether or not that's going to survive. Um, uh, someone, someone needs to stop. It's like the word podcast, please. Yeah, we're going to have to have a discussion about this on a future show. It's it, 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 okay, great. You want to get rid of the word subscribe? Fantastic. Go ahead. Well, I think as you think about it, though, is as the medium kind of layers itself here, just like we talked about earlier, um, the the word subscribe is mapped pretty heavily towards people's perception of um, premium. Oh, that's um, true. So there's a little bit of a danger there. Because, I mean, because we 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 use that that uh, subscribe model um, coming out of the blogging era, right? Could call it subscribe for free, right? Yeah, well, yeah. That, think, they just use the for free at the end of right, it. Yeah. You're good to go. Or, I or think free um, to subscribe is all. Yeah. Right. Well, Rob, I'm coming up on a stop point here. Um, okay. And I know we we just about at an hour, but uh, we wanted to get this show out before uh, I'm not available for the next uh, nine days or so. But uh, we'll definitely have to figure out. We definitely, I'm not going to be available next Saturday or Sunday. So uh, I'll talk to you midweek, see if we can figure something out to do. Okay. No, I think, um, that, I mean, if we want to do it during, during the week, I think that's fine too. So, yeah. So uh, hopefully my internet will be, uh, will hold out with everything that's going on. So uh, we'll keep your fingers crossed. But I guess, everyone, if you have comments on today's show, um, also remember, we're an equal opportunity uh, smasher here. We have, as, you know, we we don't have any any qualms in uh, in calling things the way they are, and, and that's kind of the way this show is, and the way it's evolved over the years. And but we try to do it in a way that uh, is um, is such that hopefully someone's listening, and they can take some of our commentary and use it for good advice. And if they, you know, if they want to come on the show and talk to us, we're more than welcome to have any company come on and uh and chit chat with us and we can have an adult conversation uh about what's going on and you know maybe in the long run help you a little bit but uh um that's just kind of way we are but anyway i'm todd at uh, blueberry.com i'm on twitter at geek news rob and i'm at uh at twitter as well um at rob greenley and i can also be reached um, at uh, on, on email, rob at robgreenlee.com is a great place to reach out to me. Um, and of course, so we, it, can, we can do that. And of course, I want to thank Mike Dell for uh, joining as well today. Mike, if uh, why don't you, we didn't even introduce you, we're so bad. That's all right. So, why don't you tell while we're on our way out here, uh, what, what do you do for Blueberry? I am the uh, what's that? You see, I always have to ask him too. Uh, no, I'm the uh, customer support manager for Blueberry, uh, and the uh, the one that takes all the abuse from people complaining about their stats. That's right, stats, or you know, they can't figure out which button to click or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were entertained this afternoon with uh, with Mikey. So I sure hope this mute button works. And he stood up and had a few choice words and sat back down. So. Uh, yeah. And the lady on the other end knew no difference. <laughs> so uh, anyway, if, if I had to do support, we'd have no customers within a week. So uh, anyway, thanks, Mike, for, for jumping on here. And Mike can be reached at Mike at Blueberry.com. So Rob, uh, we'll talk and we'll probably tweet five minutes before we start our next show. But other than that, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yep. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.